Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast for Round 16, brought to you by DoorDash. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the virtual studio this week by Dom Brock. Dom, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, out of the studio this week and probably next by the sound of things, but uh, plenty happening on the NRL front. A lot of changes this week. Uh, one very big one that we'll have a lot of people talking, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, no uh, video component this week, unfortunately, due to the Sydney lockdown forcing us into the uh, the home studios. But um, podcast is up and running as always, so we'll get cracking on some round sixteen team list. It kicks off on Thursday night. The Roosters hosting the Storm. Um, God, it feels like forever since we've uh, watched some NRL. It's only been one week off uh, for Origin, but um, you kind of forget. What's happened uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it looks like the uh, the Origin contingent, Tedesco and Crichton, both set to back up. Um, Sam Walker, I think, was out last game, so he's back in, and uh, Satili Tupanua um, also makes his return from a foot injury. Yeah, so Walker being back uh, means Sawali is out for those who have been holding him. Uh, might be a tricky week for winger fullbacks for some teams. Um, but yeah, big news, I guess, all the Origin players named to back up. So Tedesco in great form in Origin, obviously, on the, on Sunday. Angus Crichton, uh, a captaincy option this week with Nathan Cleary out. He got uh, a score in the 80s uh, in the last NRL game he played. So they're the big ones. No obvious new buys. Um, Sam Verrill's named to start at hooker this week. Uh, he was named to start uh, last week, I think, in maybe the 24-hour team updates and then got bumped back to the bench before kickoff. So... Um, if he does start at hooker, he's still very cheap, uh, possible cash out option. If they end up switching Kieran back into the starting side, then Verrill's doesn't become a very good buy. So what's your prediction from here? Kieran's goal kicking has been a big advantage for him so far. Yeah. I almost feel like it's one of those, um, you know, seniority or Jersey number things. And, uh, Verrill's is just going to keep getting uh, pushed back to the, the bench on game day. I sort of panic traded him just due to some other stuff. I needed to clear up some cash. I had to get my, Sold Flegler, I think, because he was benched and I was uh, sick of having him in my team, which ended up being a good move. I think he got 25, so I was happy to sell him and free up some cash, which I was able to use to bolster my team uh, elsewhere. But um, yeah, it does mean I'm now stuck with Verils in my emergencies and um, probably going to just be, you know, slowly, you know, making that mid 20 scores week to week unless something changes. Well, fingers crossed it changes this week and he does get a start. Um, yeah, I think that's the main talking points from the Roosters. Alrighty, have a look at the uh, Melbourne Storm. Plenty of ins and outs uh, due to injury. Um, you can see them all on the, the team's page. Not a lot of them um, too fantasy relevant. The Bromwich brothers um, both back. Um, Welch and Kafusi named to back up. Cameron Munster obviously also backing up uh, from Origin. Probably the, the big news really is um, you know, still no Ryan Pappenhausen, which was expected, um, but Nico Hines still in that number one jersey. Yeah, so Hines still scoring well for those who have him 50 on the weekend. I think his price might be taking a little bit of a dip, but um, shouldn't drop too much. Pappenhausen, um, they're hoping for him to come back after the buy, so they'll be around 18. I thought I saw something over the weekend about them uh, chasing around 20. Um, you know, the Storm are in a situation where they're up high on the table. They've got a great replacement in Hines. They don't need to rush back Pappenhausen, so... Yeah, it's, it's more bad news, I guess, if you've held Pappenhausen all this time. Uh, when he does come back, he's got a break-even of about 100, so you can probably wait a week or two to pick him up uh, on, a, on a discount. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess if you've got Hines, may as well hold him until Pappenhausen's back, I'd say. Yep. Um, Brandon Smith in some pretty hot scoring form, but pretty uh, reliant on tries. 
Yeah, I mean, still good news if you've got him, I suppose, with Harry Grant um, out with a hamstring injury. But um, I assume once Grant's back, then Smith's uh, scoring will will start trailing off. I mean, who knows? He maybe he keeps scoring tries for the rest of the season, but um, he can't guarantee that for a hooker. The uh, Warriors and the Dragons is the early game on Friday up there at Central Coast Stadium, Gosford. Uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek will be the fullback. Reese Walsh unavailable with that hammy tweak he picked up uh, in Marone's camp. Uh, a couple of new signings straight into the uh, the starting side. Dylan Watanis Lesniak on a wing and Chad Townsend comes into the halves. Um, you'd think would take a, a fair few of the general play kicking duties and probably goal kicking as well off Cody Nikarima. Yeah, it's a chance. It's a funny one because Townsend's never really been a, a frontline goal kicker in the past, but this year, you know, he practiced all offseason and was quite good um, at the start of this season. So it's certainly an option. I'm not 100% certain he'll be kicking goals straight away, but I guess that's, an, that's a possibility. Um, the other thing is uh, Josh Curran and Aitken out with, uh, yeah. uh, again, COVID-related. Was, was They were on a flight with a, um, someone in the crew who had COVID and mm. they've got to isolate, got to miss a couple of games. It's tough for those two. They've both been pretty good fantasy scorers as well this year in their own right. So that's annoying. Um, I think, you know, the big target, again, as always, is Toho Harris, probably the best captaincy option this week and mm. for the next few weeks, assuming Nathan Cleary is out uh, for a little while. Uh, he's been very solid, got mid seventies last start as well. Yeah. Like you say, very unfortunate with the, the COVID situation. It's like the players did anything wrong. It's like they were breaching protocols mm. or heading out to the pub. They just happened to be on a flight where there was a, a crew member positive. So now the Warriors have lost two players for a fortnight. And like you say, some, you know, current in particular is a relevant um, fantasy player, but um, yeah, Tor, who I really like as a, a captain option this week, I think only one score below 60 all year can sort of get into the, the mid 70s or pushing up around the, the 80 mark if he gets a, a few little attacking stats or a couple of turnovers or whatever to go with his usual um, baseline work so yeah certainly a target especially with Cleary out yeah so and certainly if you're the favorite in your you know head-to-head matchup he's at least a very safe guy he's going to score well you know maybe not the ceiling of um, uh, you know a star fullback you might get 100 but um, if you can get 60s 70s the odd 80 then that's rock solid for a captain absolutely uh dragons team plenty of changes um matt dufty returns from injury at fullback so tyrell sloan is out jack bird goes back into the center zach lomax still unavailable mika ravalawa suspended so beal slides out uh onto a wing um josh kerr back into the uh the second row uh Tarek sims uh, McCulloch and Hunt all named to back up uh, from origin duty. So a little bit going on with the uh, the Dragons team list. Uh, fantasy talking points though? Yeah, I mean, with all that, again, I don't think it changes who the, the best fantasy buyers are. Ben Hunt did great last game. McCulloch makes lots of tackles. Uh, Bird, I feel like this team list suggests that they still want him in the second row when they're all fit. So he's kind of in the back line covering for Ravalara in a sense with Beal going to the wing. Josh Kerr is back in the second row and he's Still doesn't really seem like an edge forward. Um, they moved him back to the bench uh, in the last few games. So I think Bird might finish the season in the second row. He can score well at centre or in the forwards. So it doesn't matter that much. Um, certainly one of the better buyers in the centres. Um, ben Hunt, did you pick him up a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I one bad game. 30, the, 30 the week I bought him and I was kicking stones. But um, yeah, it helped me last week or last round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. One one of the many good halves available if you're uh, considering trading out Cleary, which we'll get to in a bit. 
Yeah, there's a, a stack of them. Um, well, we'll get to it right now. Panthers and the Eels, second Friday game, 7.55 p.m. at Bluebet Stadium, Penrith. Unfortunately, uh, no crowds for this uh, Battle of the West, and uh, even more unfortunately, no Nathan Cleary. Um, he's not the only uh, out, actually. Dylan Edwards, uh, I haven't actually seen the uh, the update, but I think he's injured, so stains to fullback. Brent Naden gets his first game in a long time on the wing. Tyron May also in the, the centres um, with Matt Burton going into the, the halves to partner Jerome Luai. Yeah, so um, Cleary is the big one. So we kind of knew he wasn't going to be playing this week after that shoulder injury. He's in doubt for Origin uh, 3 in a couple of weeks, um, but he could be in doubt for more than that. So um, we find out in the next couple of days, maybe Wednesday, whether surgery is an option. If he has surgery, he could miss potentially the rest of the season, which would be massive, you know, massive for fantasy, massive for the whole NRL season, really. Um, uh, yeah, so yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Whatever happens, really, if he misses a couple of games, you know, some people will sell him, and then it, it shakes things up when he comes back. If he misses the season, then everyone sells him. Um, if it's a month, you know, maybe even up to six weeks, it gets really tricky about whether to sell or not. He's so expensive that if you sell him, there's no guarantee at all you can afford to get him back. He's one point two million. There's no one in fantasy who cost me it, you know, close to that. Uh, mid 800s is the next most expensive players so um yeah it's it's an interesting one you're considering maybe pulling the trigger yeah i'm strongly considering it i mean we, obviously like you said hopefully we'll know more before the weekend i mean if he does get surgery and is out for the season then he's an obvious sell if they're going to try and manage him through the season that gets really messy because it could be you know just sort of two or three weeks out to try and rest it and strengthen it but um, with a shoulder subluxation which we we think it was it's sort of an increased risk of, of doing it again they tend to pop out a little bit more easily until you do get surgery at the uh, the end of the season so um, whether they want to take the risk um, with his his health whether they want to take the risk of him sort of doing it again and, and doing it worse I'm, I'm not sure um, if they do try and manage him through then I think best case is probably um, back after the round 17 buy, which would be the, you know, the best case scenario for, for Penrith and yeah. for his fantasy owners, but sounding a little bit more like it'll be at least three weeks, which is um, round 16 and round 18, either side of the, the round 17 buy, which even if you, I mean, if he misses two games, unless you're desperate, you probably should be holding him, but it's, you know, 1.2 million of your salary cap sitting in the, the non-playing reserves for a couple of rounds. If you're, you know, fighting for that um, top eight spots in your, um, in your head-to-head league, then it's a, it's a lot of money to have out of your, your 17 for two games. Yeah, so I guess your position in your head-to-head league, if you're playing for head-to-head, you know, shapes this decision a lot. If you're up top, I think definitely hold, unless unless there's news that he's going to be out for a long time, um, probably the season, then uh, otherwise hold. Uh, if you're on the edge of the eight, then, yeah, this could be the, the thing that gives you a big boost. It's a lot of money you can spend on getting pretty much two guns in. Um, mm in place but we've already seen not having Cleary can be a you know season defining thing if people who have not had him for the first half of the season are pretty much out of the running and so if he does come back in a month and you can't get him back in that's going to put you behind the eight ball again you know in head-to-head and overall so it's a big decision uh, this week hopefully we know you know something concrete either way before the round starts on Thursday night well yeah if you don't if we don't have concrete news on how long he's going to be out for and you decide to sell him, I would say it, have at least half an eye on some kind of strategy to get him back in, have some some mid-tiers like your, I guess, 
you know, potentially your Connor Watson, those sort of fringe 17 um, players that are still worth a bit of cash who you can potentially sell to um, to get him back in who aren't going to, you know, destroy your, your 17 as it is. Um, also has flown effects for uh, for Matt Burton. If, if Clear is going to be out yeah. for the season, it makes Burton probably an underpriced gun um, available at centre in fantasy, but playing halves for, for Penrith, the, what's he, about 600K now? He's going to go up if he's playing in the halves the rest of the year, you think? Yeah, it means those who snapped him up very early have um, really hit the jackpot here. He's a great scorer in the halves, going to get a lot of kick metres as Cleary did. Um, Again, I think he's only really a buy if uh, Cleary's going to miss the season, I guess. If if Cleary's out for a month, then I don't know if it's quite worth getting Burton in and then having him just in your centres, I'm not sure. If you need a centre, he's still still a good buy, obviously, but uh, he could score very well in the the next three games. At least. Yeah, decisions, decisions. Uh, Eels team, Mike Acevo back from a one-game suspension in place of uh, two-try debutante uh, Sean Russell. Uh, Junior Paulo named to back up from origin duty. Uh, Nate Roach, the uh, very unfortunate um, you know, injury-prone uh, hooker, uh, picked up another knee injury, so he's out. Um, Bryce Cartwright returns um, on the interchange. Uh, fantasy talking points here. Yeah, a few changes, but again, nothing really new fantasy-wise, I think. Papali'i and Mitch Moses were really good last time. Madison's been struggling a bit by comparison. Clint Gutherson's probably a keeper at the back this year based on his recent scoring. Um, none of that is brand new. Um, I guess in light of the Cleary news, which kind of shapes everything now, you know, Moses is a half option if you need a new half. Um, I guess if you're, you know, spending... If you think selling Cleary and spending money elsewhere, then Papali is one of the best guns of the year. So, um, yeah, I guess the other thing, Reed Money, for those who have been holding, um, I think he's probably two weeks away. So they've got to buy next week and mm. he was probably bringing him back for round uh, 18. Yeah, so uh, yeah, probably ideally round 18. Haven't heard anything about him being ruled out a longer term at this point. Definitely not at 21 uh, this week, but hopefully back um, after the buy. Uh, Bulldogs and Seagulls, 3 p.m. Uh, playing at Bankwest Stadium. Uh, plenty of changes for the Dogs, largely because they've had five players ruled out for a, a COVID breach attending a, a venue that they probably shouldn't have been at. Um, not going to run through all the changes, uh, but some of the notable ones are, are Wakeham out and Cole Flanagan recalled in the halves could potentially have implications for Jake Averillo's scoring. Um, Corey Allen returns after a few weeks out injured, but he's on the, uh, the wing. It's um, I guess potential implications around what happens for Aaron Shop when he uh, is available after his quarantine period. Um, yeah, a bunch of changes in the forward pack. Jackson Torpenny, who was a pinch potential early season cheap, he is back in the uh, the starting side due to uh, Adam Elliott and Chris Smith both being out injured. So um, yeah, heaps going on for the the dogs. But what do you got fantasy wise? Yeah, so Torpenny, um, he could get a, a bit of a run in the back row now. So. Um, Elliot and Smith both, I think, six weeks out, which um, uh, they do play in round 17 yet. So that could be, you know, five or six games for Torpenny in the second row. Perhaps um, he's quite cheap in the mid 300s, I believe. Um, I don't know if it's a bit late in the season to be picking up cash cows, but um, certainly he should make money in the short term at, at least. Um, yeah, I probably won't look at it myself, but, you know, an option if you're still got trades to spend on these kind of uh, money makers. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens in terms of Flanagan affecting Avrilo's kick meters and scoring in general. And um, 
shop, yeah, whether he gets his spot back um, now that Allen's fit. Mm. I guess Torpenny is also a little bit contingent on uh, Waddell, Sione Katoa, Dylan Napa coming back to take spots in the, the pack. There's a few sort of That's dual true, position, yeah. uh, middle slash edge guys in there. So whether Torpenny keeps the, the starting spot in a, a week or two and those three guys are back as well is also a, a consideration. Um, yep, good point. Manly team, Tommy Turbo has been named to back up. I uh, was almost kind of expecting him to be rested, but at this point he is named to start. Um, it's pretty much a, a steady as she goes team. There's still no one. Um, Josh Schuster, which is a little bit of a surprise, but uh, not being risked with that calf injury um, at the moment. Yeah, so hopefully that for those of us who have him, he is back uh, next week. Manly do play in round 17, so it's not like a situation where they're you know, resting players an extra week with an eye on the bye next week, thinking, you know, they get two weeks break. So, um, And Schuster and Jake Ashbojevic both... Uh, left out again and not in the reserve. So they're, they're not particularly close to playing this weekend. So fingers crossed they're back soon. Um, Tom Trubojevic is, you know, unstoppable at the moment. So I guess he's probably going to play. Um, it is, when do they play? Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So that's decent. Um, uh, yeah. Um, back up from origin two. So I expect him to play and he's you know, absolutely on fire. Went close to 100 in the last game. So, um, yeah, can't rule it out happening here again against the Bulldogs. Well, yeah, it could be plenty of points on offer for Manly in this one. Uh, second Saturday game, the Raiders host the Titans down there in Canberra. Uh, Jared Croker back. Um, wasn't really expecting to see him uh, this early, but, um, you know, great just from a football point of view to see him uh, back on the field after an injury-riddled season so far this year. Um, Jack White and Josh Papali named to back up from Origin. Um, not a lot uh, change-wise um, other than Croker's return, but what have you got for fantasy? Yeah, again, yeah, not too much. I mean, um, looking at scores, Bailey Simonson, uh, there was a lot of hype about him a couple of weeks ago after he played his first game at fullback against the Broncos and got 66. He got 34 in their last game, which is kind of more standard for a um, young fullback. So, yeah, don't expect monster scores from him each week. Um, Harira Naira has been terrific. Um, scores in the 60s pretty consistently, 58, I think, last game. But basically got him as a cheapie uh, laughing because he's getting keeper-level scores and a lot of other players are, you know, dropping like flies each week and he's getting consistent scores. Yeah, he has been uh, really good lately. Titans team, um, origin contingent, pretty much all named to backup. Corey Thompson returns from injury, uh, displacing uh, cash cow Greg Marshew. AJ Brimson named to return after missing a bit of footy with that knee issue or bone bruising or, or whatever was going on with him. Yeah, so um, look at this team. So Fafita's been great. Everyone's got Fafita, hopefully. Um Torren Peachy starting again in the uh, lock position, got a scoring the 50s last time. Um, yeah, Marju, I guess, sell now. That was the risk, I suppose, for those who picked him up, that there was uh, Corey Thompson, Anthony Don, a few experienced guys waiting in the wings um, who could come back, and they have. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's any new buys, if you haven't already got Fafita and Peachy, basically. I don't think Brimson's buy. No. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, Tino's had one or two good scores, but hasn't really looked like doing it consistently. And um, you know, Mo Fodawaka was potentially verging mm. on being a bit of a you know breakout scorer, but um, was he 35 last week? So Quite last week. He had a couple of really big scores before that, but yeah, quite last week. 
yeah, just uh, for Fida and Peachy, I think are the, the main ones you want from that side. Knights v Cowboys is the third Saturday game up there at McDonald Jones Stadium uh, at 7.30 p.m. Caelan Ponga named to return again. I am uh, having been sitting on him for uh, quite a long time now. I'm very hopeful that he'll actually play. Uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Mann named in the centres. Looked like he picked up an ankle injury last start, but uh, with a, a week off, he looks like he's got that one uh, right. DSAF backing up from Origin. Uh, I've got Barnett and Fitzgibbon on the edge is Connor Watson back on the bench. Um, Brody Jones, possible cash cow, has um, lost his uh, starting spot with a couple of players back. He's in jersey 17. Yeah, so bad news for Brody Jones owners, I guess, there. He's still, his break even's around zero, so he still make a bit more money, but uh, the scores could be hard to come by if he gets, you know, half an hour off the bench on an edge. So not great news there, but good news, yes, if Ponga does actually play, it's been a long time coming. Um, surely he's back this week. We'll see. Um, surely. Surely. Uh, the big question still, I guess, everyone has is about Connor Watson and Jaden Braley, who are two really popular buys at the start of the season. Uh, we're scoring up, you know, close to 60 points a game. Braley up in the 70s for a while there at the start of the year and and now getting, you know, high 30s, low 40s every week. So I think with Braley, um, the Knights being back to full strength probably helps his chances of getting... Uh, you know, a few attacking stats, which had dried up for him. His missed tackles had gone up in the last few games. So maybe they maybe they go down and he gets a few assists or something and his good scores come back. Watson, I'm not so sure about with um, the depth now in the, in the middle for the Knights. Um, I guess Mitch Barnett playing on an edge rather than a lock is probably good news for Watson. But, um, yeah, not sure. So they're still in my team at the moment, both these guys. I can see a lot of people have traded the, these, you know, both of them out, but um, depends on what your situation is, I suppose, with the trades remaining. Probably luxury trades at this stage, unless you've got, you know, in the teens or, or more than 10 trades left. Yeah. Bradley's a, a bit of a weird one. He's sort of pretty consistently been making up, you know, close to, to 50 tackles a week for most of the season. He, he's even been doing that through his run of lower scoring. They've probably gone down a little bit, mm. but they were well down uh, last game against the Warriors, only 33 tackles, which was sort of an out-of-the-box um, one for him. He had a lot of turnover tackles earlier in the season. He hasn't been doing that at mm. all lately. Um he had a few weeks there where he's missing a lot of tackles, but he's only missed two in the past two games. So I can't even blame that for the 36 points um, last start. And his minutes are still good. He's played 80 the last two games, um, played 80 four of the last five games, and the other game was 72 minutes. So yeah, just a bit of a dip in his sort of stats that he's accruing. But yeah. Yeah. He's still, he's ranked tech, second in the, in the league for tackles this year behind McCulloch. So, that's going to be pretty consistent, but it's, yeah, those extras, turnover tackles. He had a few line breaks early in the season, try assists and whatever. So maybe that improved. Off. He was getting a few of those earlier. Yeah, good point. So, yeah, fingers crossed for those of us who have him that with Pierce back, Ponga back, Clifford there, maybe the Knights are on top more and he gets a few more of these attacking stats, but might be wishful thinking. And the, uh, the Cowboys team, I think it's unchanged in terms of their 17, the Origin trio all named to uh, to back up. Um, fantasy talking points, again, there's not a whole lot here you, you want in your team. Very little. So Tamalolo, we've been waiting for him to do something. He got 51 in the last game after two scores that were pretty bad, 29 and 39 and 51. Uh, he's getting close to 600 grand. I still don't think he's a definite keeper this year, so... Still a wait and see for me, although he's getting quite cheap. And I don't know if there's anything else in that team right now where I'd be confident in terms of uh, bias. 
No, nothing for me. Uh, Broncos and Sharks, 2 p.m. Sunday up at Suncorp Stadium. Well, look at this. The Broncos have changed their halves combination again. Is that, have they played the same pair two weeks in a row of late? It's amazing. I don't know. That's, this is a new one, surely. I know they say you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, but at some point you can't just keep playing musical chairs with the same four or five players and expecting one to be the, the magic bullet. Anyway, um, a few changes. Corey Oates is back in uh, first grade, which I think is a good move. He probably should have played more um, this year. Gamble and Croft uh, back together in the halves. Um, TC Rabadi starting in the uh, in the second row with Pangai suspended for a, a few weeks. They're probably the, the main talking points. Yeah, so I guess good news for Tyson Gamble owners that he keeps a spot in the halves, um, has avoided uh, the halves merry-go-round, you know, acts this year, this week. Um, uh, he's got some more money to make. Uh, Pangai Jr., three-week ban for him. Um, they've got a buy next week as well, so he's going to miss the next four games. Uh, is he a sell in your in your book? That takes him through to round 20, I think. Yeah, it's not like Pretty he's a top shelf keeper anyway there's probably better options um and it's you know a bit of bit of cash to be sitting on for for that long like you say it's it's four games out if you include the uh the bye weeks so you know, I'd, I'd be parting ways yep um uh katoni stags in the centers there was a bit of talk about him maybe playing in the halves uh which it's might still happen between week. now and then. <laughs> yeah next week absolutely whichever half plays better maybe he plays alongside sags next week but uh it doesn't really affect fantasy yet. Uh, Payne Haas, I think, is going to be one to buy at some point. Uh, he's lost yeah. heaps of cash, but... Um, Surely he can't get yeah. much cheaper. He's dropped 300 now. Yeah, so 58 in his last game. I think his break-even's around 60, low 60. So just about bottomed out. Yeah. yeah. Um, decent buy now or in the next few weeks. The uh, Sharks team, uh, again, not a, a whole lot doing fantasy-wise. Um, basically an unchanged um, 17. Probably Sean Johnson is the one um, worth looking at. Yeah, Johnson, um, he's getting heaps of kick meters. So he got 600 kick meters in each of the last two games. That's 30 points a game in just kicks. And then he's had a couple of tries in the last three weeks, uh, a few assists, kicking goals. So, um Averaging in the 60s in the last three weeks. Um, good value half option for the run home. Jesse Ramian getting a lot of bust as well and right. some good scores. So we've mentioned them a bit. They're the two only real uh, fantasy guns in this team, I think. Yeah. Uh, final game of the round, West Tigers and the Rabbitohs at Leichhardt Oval uh, on Sunday afternoon. Um, Tigers team, not the uh, the mass changes we might have been expecting after the way they went uh, against Melbourne. Adam Dewey obviously comes back in as he as he would have regardless um, in the centres. Tommy Talao, the one to uh, to make way there. Other than that, just a few little tweaks around the pack. Um, Sean Bloor, a chance of playing. I thought he might miss out extended period with that ankle injury, but he's uh, named on the uh, on the playing bench. Yeah, again. I don't think there's any obvious buys here. Uh, Dane Laurie's been struggling for points recently uh, in these losses. So I think it has been a sell for the last few weeks and, and certainly now for those who still have him. Mm. Um, Luke Brooks is still in very few teams. He's not a great scorer, but um, he's at least getting around 50 a week. Um, so it could be a bit of a pod if they you know, start getting some wins and he gets a big score, but it could be tough this week against Souths. Mm. Yeah. Any buys in that team for you? I don't don't think there's any standouts at this stage. No, Doing the so. centre is not ideal. 
No, and I mean, you're still relying on whoever gets picked, getting picked consistently as well, which is probably less than the guaranteed in this side as well. There's been a, a few changes. Um, like you say, Laurie, probably a sell with his scores tailing off. Uh, South's team, pretty much all the Origin contingent um, named to back up uh, just about with uh, Benji Marshall also returning. Uh, had a week off due to the birth of his child. So he's back into the um, onto the interchange. Um, what do you got for fantasy? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's all the Origin players, really, the talking ones here, talking points here. Um, you know, Latrell Cook, Gagai, the most most owned players, apart from uh, Adam Reynolds, who could he be back in the Blues side in a couple of weeks with, mm. with Cleary in doubt? Um, probably almost a two horse race between him and Moses, you would think. Yeah. Um, doesn't affect his fantasy value too much, but those who got him, you know, with an eye on the. Uh, the buy round in round yeah. 17 might be a little peeved if he does play Origin, but um, what can you do? Um, it was again, a Wednesday Origin really too, so he's then sort of in doubt for round 18 as well. Yes. Yeah, true. Could run out a couple of weeks. So um, that could hurt, but um, yeah, so I guess if you're looking for a half, maybe he's one to avoid this week with an eye on, you know, see what happens in a couple of weeks. Yep. Pretty much covers it. Um, before we get into some questions, we'll go to our DoorDash Dasher of the week. Who did you go last round and who are you going this round? I went uh, Daniel Saifidi last round. He got a good score in the 60s. He's in uh, good form. And I'm going to stay at Newcastle with a player in even fewer teams. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon is in, according to this, 0.38% of uh, fantasy teams this year. Um, he missed the start of the season, obviously, and uh, didn't make a great start when he did come in. But um, last few weeks, he's got 49, 49, 65. If Kalen Ponga is back this week, uh, that helps Fitzgibbon scoring potential. He can get a lot of tries uh, running off playmakers like uh, Ponga and Pierce. So, um, yeah, he's my pick this week. The Knights haven't got a super easy draw coming up, but they have a pretty comfortable run in the last few weeks. So maybe if you want a cut price. Odd option, he could be one. Certainly he gets the Cowboys this week. I went for Mo Fodawaka, who I seem to be putting the mock on players pretty consistently with these tips. He only got 35. Um, I'm also going at a night uh, this week with uh, Mitchell Pierce. He's played four games now this year in which he uh, wasn't injured at the start of the game for 70, 59, 59 and 63. Uh, plenty of kick metres on the way, so I'm backing him to uh, do some heavy scoring uh, this weekend as well against the uh, was it the Cowboys they've got. Yeah, Cowboys. It is, it is the Cowboys, yeah. Let's get into some uh, Twitter questions, of which there are plenty as always. Uh, we will start off with Danny TC, who wants to know our thoughts on buying Jackson Torpenny. Yeah, if it was the start of the season, I'd be uh, I'd be probably saying yes. What is he? Three sixty-seven k, I think. Um, but at this point, as you mentioned earlier, um, a few doubts about whether he'll keep the starting spot the whole time um, that Adam Elliott is out. Um, and even if he does, um, he's not bargain price based price now. So you're really factoring in two trades for a bit of money. And if you've loved one trades and covering injuries, yeah, I don't know if it's getting a bit late in the season to pick up cash cows. What do you I think? Do I do like his work rate. He's a busy little worker. He's got a great attitude. I think he's going to be a really fantasy relevant player of the future, but it's more just, does he stay in that starting side in um, 
a week or two once Waddell and, and Napa and Katara are all back in the, the 17. He's obviously got six weeks until the likes of Elliot and uh, Smith come back. But, um, yeah, what the team looks like over the next couple is the, the question mark for me. I'd yeah, probably lean towards different options um, personally. A question from Callan Kelly who wants to know, if he were to sell Nathan Cleary, what do we think about Jerome Hughes versus Daly Cherry Evans? <laughs> Yeah, well, my gut says Cherry Evans because, um, you know, traditionally in fantasy, halves are all about, you know, kick meters, reliable playmakers. Cherry Evans has been doing it for years. Um, Hughes has never really been a, a fantasy gun consistently, but this year, and especially in the last what, five weeks, a bit longer maybe, he's been uh, unbelievable. His attacking stats have been great. I'm just having a quick look. So I got two tries last week. I tried a little bit before. Um, try saves. What's eight eight tries all up, and most of them have come in the last couple of months. So, yeah, if you think those tries are going to continue, then Hughes. Um, but yeah, Cherry Evans is is my uh, preference. Um, he got 120 a couple of rounds ago. Good consistent scorer. Might be um, feeling the need to to bounce back after another Queensland loss. So uh, <laughs> yeah, would be my tip. He's been taking out those origin frustrations on his uh, following round NRL opponents, hasn't he? Um, yes. So yeah, I don't think you can go too far wrong. To be uh, to be perfectly honest, Hughes just he seems he feels overpriced at um at eight fifty. Um, like you said, getting plenty of tries though. Uh, Daly's actually slightly more, about ten k more. Mm. Just I guess a better fantasy pedigree, a more reliable base stats sort of guy i'd yep. probably lean towards him but yeah i don't think you can go wrong with either next question is from uh, jordan who writes in any update on josh schuster i feel like i've been holding him for too long uh not really i or we the journalists in attendance uh spoke to des hasler um two games ago and um des basically said no chance before the buy um which obviously the, the rep round by I'm talking about. Um, so he's obviously now missing another game after that, um, whether he's back for uh, for round 17. I'm just not sure those calf ones, they can linger. They are a risk of, uh, of re-injury. So they're probably just taking the, uh, the safety first approach. Um, I don't believe it's you know, long-term. I'm expecting him back sort of any week now, but I can't promise he'll be in for round 17. Uh, Dom Griffin writes in, what are you blokes doing with Cleary? Have you got any inside word on how long he's out for? And do you think Reynolds is next in line for the New South Wales number seven? Well, we certainly don't have any inside word, but um, yeah, other than what we said during the, the teams um, as to his potential uh, absence, yeah, I can't add too much to that. Yeah, yeah. So we don't, I, mean, I don't think he knows yet. So um, got to wait on uh, scans and talking to specialists and, and uh, the like. So um, I think hopefully by Wednesday, they'll know something. Maybe it gets delayed a bit with, you know, COVID restrictions or whatever. But um, certainly by the time the round starts on Thursdays, we should have some idea, at least whether he's going to get surgery or not. Um, if it's no surgery, it could still be a month or or more. So that gets really tricky. But, um, yeah, my preference is to hold. Um, you're considering selling, so we don't really... Uh, <laughs> have a clear suggestion for everyone else, but I think it depends on your situ you know, your own team situation a bit in your league. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my team is pretty bad with Cleary out at the moment. I'm going to have to make use two of my nine trades this week. I think regardless, I'm sitting on Reese Walsh for another week. Um, I've got a couple of um, spuds clogging up my uh, my emergencies. So, um, yeah, if, if I sell Cleary, you know, 
I'll probably sell him for Burton if it sounds like Clear is going to be out four plus weeks or um, not sure who I'll get. Otherwise, Payne Haas is definitely a target this week as well. I could probably get both of them for the, for what Clear yeah. costs. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely leaning that way. I'm in precarious position in one or two head-to-head leagues. So I'm keen to, to bolster the team and um, yeah, keep a couple of trades and a bit of cash spare to get him back in if he does end up coming back. As to the second part of the question, is Reynolds in, next in line for New South Wales number seven? It's an interesting one. I think Reynolds is probably the safest option. The, you know, the little general, um, great long kicking game, great playing to structure, um, not going to come in and try and, you know, push push out, you know, the people that have been doing their role so well as it is and, and lots of um, South players already in um in origin, he's got Cam Murray, uh, Damian Cook, sort of, you know, good combination with those guys. I think he'd probably the, be the most sensible option. Mitch Moses obviously has a great relationship with Freddie from uh, from Lebanon camp. He's been doing great things at the Eels, particularly the last couple of weeks, but for, for most of the season, I think they're probably the top two candidates. Any, who would you pick? Yeah, I think Reynolds, he's been there before, is the safe bet. It's really the, the fitler factor is the one thing going for, for Moses and not just that they've, he's coached them before, but um, he's the more, I think he's the, the more interesting attacking option and fitler doesn't mind, you know, just kind of gambling on good attacking players. So, mm. yeah, I, I think Moses might actually be better, but um, but Reynolds is a safer option. So, yeah, and if they just want someone to, to um, closely replicate um, Cleary's, you know, organising and long kicking their Reynolds, I guess it's a safe bet. Part of me wonders if um, if Jerome Lewis and Matt Burton do a number on Parramatta this weekend, if Matt Burton might even be a chance. I mean, it is a, you know, a quote-unquote dead rubber. I know, you know, Fittler, there's no dead rubbers in origin, they say, and Fittler will be very desperate to uh, to make it a 3-0 series sweep and, and really sort of make a statement, but a um, little bit of an eye to the future as well. I wonder if Burton might get a run. Yeah, possibility, certainly. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be shocked by either of those three. No, exactly. Uh, Tom Chodor writes in, is Jeremy Marshall King for Braley a good option? Also, uh, if Cleary is ruled out, what going would you bring in in another position? Um, I think he's saying, would you buy Marshall King for Jaden Braley? That, I think that is what he's saying. Um, so he got 65 last game. That must be the reason. Uh, no is my gut reaction to that, basically. Yeah, <laughs> he's averaging un- under 50 it looks very sideways at best, I think. Um, minutes a little yeah, bit. Get a top level gun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yannick Katoa can play there. Jackson Torpenny can play there. Brad Dietz, who's missed a bit of footy, can play there. Too risky for mine. Um, in terms of getting another gun for clear, I mean, it just depends who you're missing. If you don't have a Torhu Harris or a, you know someone like that, then, then get the best player you yeah. don't have. Rank plays by uh, price and then by the, yeah. the top one you haven't got in your team. Who's playing? Pretty much. Uh, Paul Burns says, uh, who should I bring in for TPJ and what hooking options are there for Jaden Braley? Is it time to jump off? The hooker thing is really interesting because, you know, traditionally there were heaps of good hookers. You know, last year you'd get, and year before you'd get, you know, four or maybe five in your squad. Um, but with no McInnes this year, with, you know, Cameron Smith gone, obviously, Harry Grant injured, it really uh, has reduced the options and, in, and the rule changes as well, I think, have had an effect. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I think, and with Reid Marnie injured as well. So Marnie's probably the, yeah. the obvious uh, replacement, but uh, he's out for another couple of weeks probably. Um, and then you've got Damien Cook, who's averaging 57, which is fine, but he's going to play Origin in a couple of weeks. Um, McCulloch, 
you know, likewise, polypharmacy again is kind of a mid 50s scorer. Uh, ben Hunt's in good form at the moment. Um, you can play him at hooker, um, but he's a half. They're the big ones. I wouldn't be expecting um, Brandon Smith to keep his tries going, so he's probably not one. So one of those three, but none of them are, you know, 70-point players this season. So it's one of the reasons I'm not desperate to sell Braley because the alternatives aren't, aren't sensational. But, yeah, Cook the safest and then all Marty in a few weeks. Yeah, I tend to agree with that, although I'm also holding Braley and just hoping that the 50-plus scores return um, sooner than later. Uh, Dylan1850 writes in, should I trade Pangai to Luke Thompson or Cam Murray? Um, Luke Thompson's had a couple of quietish scores recently. I think he's still averaging maybe 54 for the season, which is good. Cameron Murray tends to score around that um, most of the time. I think he's... So we got 76 last game, Murray, averaging 53 for the year. Um, both are good. I, I don't know. Do, do you have a preference either way? Thompson um, plays next round and Murray will be playing Origins. So if you're playing for overall, go Thompson, I guess. I mean, Murray potentially, um, you know, limited involvement in round 18 as well, backing up from um, from Origin 3. I was, I was going to say Thompson all the way, but just looking at yeah, three straight scores below 50 is a little bit of a concern. Probably... Murray for the run home would be the preference, but Thompson's slightly better in the next few weeks. So if you're making yep. a decision for the rest of the season, maybe uh, maybe Murray in that case. Um, that is all of our questions. So uh, thank you once again, uh, Don Brock. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully we've been a little bit of help for uh, what is a, another very important week in uh, NRL fantasy. We're almost to the end of the, uh, the origin period. Hopefully we get some news on Nathan Cleary before the round kicks off. Obviously check uh, NRL.com for all your late mail and we'll be back uh, next week for another podcast. Mm-hmm.